well. Uh, God bless you all. I trust you're all well. Uh, while we're standing, let's uh, thank you very much, our musicians. Uh, while we're still standing, let's turn to uh, Romans chapter 10. No wonder the scripture doesn't... Okay, Romans 10. <laughs> Last one there. Uh, for, Christ, uh, for Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. Verse 5. Yes. Romans 10 verse 5. I'm sorry. Are you all there? Okay. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring down Christ from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. For what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation for the scripture saith whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed let's pray Heavenly Father we pray you take these uh, words, these thoughts that and Lord may they be of you tonight and may they draw us closer to you encourage us be with us we ask in Jesus name Amen please uh, you, you can take your seats I had a text message from Brother Noberto uh, while I was in the back he has arrived in Mexico City uh, so he's, he's there safe uh, if you want to send him a, uh, a text message uh, his phone uh, he's still got the same number so uh, you know, I told him I missed him and yeah, I do miss him okay. I told him I'm, I'm hoping to see him soon so you know on the aeroplane to Mexico actually that's uh, earlier we, we have a little prayer meeting on Thursday night and so we're gathered around praying and we said, well what do you want to pray for and it's like oh, I want to pray to you, brother Derek, that you go to Mexico. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, well. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, she said, um, "Yeah, their their uh, their parents need to come to know the Lord." So we trust the Lord has everything under control, and we really believe that. And uh, you know, they believe that as well. In fact, they told me a story. Uh, and the gist of the story is this. There was an angel walking through the desert. And 
there was a little bird that saw the angel and he said to the angel hey would you help me out he says would you I have a request to God because I'm living here in the desert and it's awful hot says, and I'm hot all the time says and I don't have enough to eat either and I'm hungry in fact I'm so hungry my feathers have fallen out and so I'm a pretty miserable bird here because I've got no feathers, I've got no shade and I've got nothing to eat so would you take my request to God um, and th- this was uh, Dahlia telling me the story and, and uh, I don't know how the whole story unfolds because she speaks kind of fast but the gist of the story is this the angel goes to God and God says no now's not the time so he goes back to the bird and says to the bird no, now's not the time, I'm sorry so, but some years later the angel was walking through that part of the world again and uh, he decided to look for the little bird but in the place of the, uh, the the desert there was a forest with all kinds of fruit trees there and so he's looking around for this little bird and he sees this bird sitting on a tree and it's big fat plump in the shade and all the feathers on and he says, I, he says I'm, I'm looking for a little bird he's got no feathers and he lives out in the desert somewhere here and the bird says well that, that's me actually that's me and the angel says wow what, what happened he said well when you came down he said I, I felt kind of down because I had no shade I had no food and I had no feathers he said but you know what I did I thought at least I can be thankful for another day of life so, so I started saying thank you God for another day of life okay he said thank you God for another day of life and, and he said a little tree started to grow and that tree became a fruit tree and that other fruit trees came around and now I live in the cool I live in the shade I have enough to eat and I've got all these feathers and she said that's kind of like how she feels that she's going through uh, a trial she's just going to praise the God she's not going to get depressed about the, the, the burdens and you know oh I've got no feathers she's just going to say thank you Lord for one more day of life for one more day closer to you and she's expecting that good things will come out of that and, that, and that's, that's the story she told me one day I'm going to preach on it not today okay not today I got another thing on my heart well I just uh, <coughs> I made a decision a few months back to, to not to listen to anything um, on my phone I'll do my best not to uh, except the Bible because I've got the Bible and MP3 so I've been listening through the Bible and lots of really interesting things are coming out of that uh, and this was one of the first ones Okay, so tonight I want to minister on the word that is near you Okay, the word that is near you because uh, today we are seeking perfect faith Amen how many, how many are seeking per- perfect faith? Alright. To see us into the rapture. Amen. That's, that, we have a goal in mind. We want to be in a relationship with God. We want to have our lives in a condition that will see us get to the rapture. And it's important for us. How many, uh, how many would strive for a life that's acceptable to God? Amen. Oh Lord, may my life be acceptable and may I 
Examine my life constantly to see the things that are acceptable to, to, to you and to do those more. And the things that are not acceptable or not pleasing, may I do them less. Right? So I can live my life before you and I strive to do this. But sometimes I ask myself this, this question because there's a very fine line here. Because sometimes do we find ourselves striving for the right thing? Okay? Because we get to this place where we say, are we striving to the right thing? Because sometimes we find when we're striving for the right thing, we're looking into the law of God and into our understanding for the things that are right and the things that are wrong, and to do the things that are contained. And there's a narrow line there, and I'm not saying, hey guys, well, you know what, in a way, yeah I am. You should live any way you want. You should live the way you want to live. Right? Because if you strive to be something you are not, you find yourself coming under the law. The man that doeth these things shall live by them. And if you do the right things, you feel good about yourself. And if you do the wrong things, you feel separated from God. But I want to bring up something. I want to bring out today the word that is near you. Because the truth is... That perfect faith, okay, is right here, in this room, in you, and in me, right now. Perfect faith is here, right now. Okay, and I'm going to show you that by the scriptures. I'm going to show you how you're already living in perfect faith. And we just have to let that perfect faith grow a little and grow a little. Okay? Because it's not far from us. Brother Brandon, in fact, he said, uh, when you receive the Holy Ghost, everything you need for life, for your journey, for the rapture, is there right now. So where's perfect faith? Okay? And here we say, Paul says, the righteousness which is of faith, and that's what we need, the righteousness which is of faith, to enter into God, to be right in His eyes. Amen? That's the righteousness that we need is not, say not in thy heart, who shall go up into heaven? Oh, if only we could pray hard enough. If only we could worship good enough. We could just draw the presence of God down to us and perfect faith would come. He says, no, 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 no. We don't say who's going to ascend to heaven to bring down Christ to bring us perfect faith. Right? And he says... He says it's not something that's buried deep within this old corpse. Oh, if only I could die hard enough. If only I could kill my flesh a little harder. If only I could mortify the works of the flesh more and more until something would come up from within me to resurrect, to bring up Christ from this old dead corpse. Okay? He says, that's not the righteousness, that's by faith. I'm drawing a line here. And you're going, to have, you're going to have to have discernment here. Okay? Because I'm not saying stop praying for Christ to come down. I'm not saying stop worshipping Him. I'm not saying we don't want God here in a very real presence. In, uh, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful to, to actually be so in tune with the Spirit that the pillar of fire would come down would be with us and we could see it with our visible eyes. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. But that's not going to bring you perfect faith. It's not. 
Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could live a day where you're just so dead to the flesh that you could, you could feel God moving in you all the time? Yeah? But that's not what you need to bring you perfect faith either. What does he say? It's something that's near you. He says the word is near you even in your mouth. The word of faith. So I want to speak on the word that is near you. Okay? And we're going to go back to Deuteronomy. I, I told you it was in Numbers, Brother Don. It was actually in Deuteronomy. Alright? And we're going to have... It's the end of Moses' life. And he comes down and he gathers the children of Israel together. And he says, okay. Alright? And from verse, uh, verse 1 of chapter 27 to the end of uh, chapter 31 well really to the end of the book is just Moses' last words to the children of Israel and he's talking to them okay and he, he gathered them together he told them about their whole story and he told them you've got a promised land and God has set before you this day a blessing and a curse so the blessing is if you follow his word all oh my wonderful things will happen no enemy will stand before you. Okay? The plagues of Egypt will be all on your enemies. It says that they'll be scared to even think of negative thought in your direction. Okay? No one's even going to whisper badly against you if you follow the law of God. He says, but if you don't follow the law of God, all these curses are going to come on you. You know? Uh, this you'll be cursed this way you'll be cursed that way and, and uh, it's interesting uh, the curses uh, take up a lot more verses than the blessing okay and he says and if you still don't listen this will happen and this will happen he says if you still don't listen eventually God's going to kick you out of the land that you want to possess and I want to draw something here we too have a promised land amen but we too are not in the promised land that we want to be in. Are you in as far as you want to be in? Taking possession. The other side of Jordan. Alright? And we have a goal that we're aiming to. And we have a similar thing. That Moses says, when you're outside of the land, he said there's a way you can get back into the land. Okay? Uh, do, 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 do. And so... Uh, we'll pick it up in, in chapter 30. Okay. Do, 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 do. Oh, we'll just, we'll just uh, start from verse 1. So they're outside of this, and they say, And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before thee, that thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whether the Lord hath driven thee. So they're out of the land, and they need to get back in the land. We're out of the land, we need to get back in. Amen? And shall return to the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command this, thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, that then the Lord will turn again thy captivity, and will have compassion on thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. If any of thee thine be driven out to the utmost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. 
And the Lord thy God will bring thee unto the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good, and will multiply thee above thy fathers. You know, there was a Pentecostal blessing that our Pentecostal fathers had, and they lived in that land. Amen? And, and sin couldn't walk in the door, except it get called out. And, and, and people were afraid of that church, because they're like, oh, the power of God is in that church. I can't go to church unless I'm actually called by the Lord to go to church. But when I get in, it's something I want to get into. You understand? There's a Pentecostal blessing, and we have been scattered throughout time and throughout denominations into all kinds of different lands, but we have a Pentecostal blessing that we want to get back to. This is the land we want to inherit. Amen? Amen. You're following me here? Alright. So... He says, and multiply, thou shalt possess it, he will do thee good, verse 5, and multiply thee above thy fathers. Oh man, once we get into this land of Pentecostal blessing, we're going to have a greater blessing than they ever had. Why? Because it's the culmination of all things. Okay? Paul never got raptured. The early church didn't get raptured. They died. They scattered throughout the land. Okay, But we're living for a greater blessing, multiplying above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies and upon them that hate thee, which persecute thee, and thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thy hand, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law and if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul Okay, so now we get into what Paul was talking about and Moses is talking about it in that, that natural context so he's saying you children of Israel you're going to look at this commandment and there's going to be a tendency for you to think in a certain way that something has to happen in order for you to get back into the land. Alright? So he starts talking. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. You see? So now we're talking and Paul draws this parallel. So Moses is telling them, you know what? Hey, you do not need a prophet to bring you this word. You don't need someone, a prophet. He says, you don't need a missionary. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. See? Don't look for somebody to come and bring you a new revelation of this law that I've given you. 
If you want to get back in the land, it's not going to take a messenger to pull you back in the land. It's the word the messenger has already given you. And he says, this word is nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that you may do it. You see? He says it's not some complicated thing where you need a great mystery revelation to come and, 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 to, to, and suddenly something will drop in and you'll be like, oh, wow, I never saw that before. He says it's the word that's near you, it's the word that's in your mouth that you can explain, it's the word that's in your heart that you can believe, it's the word that you can do. Okay? See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply (coughs) and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. Okay, amen. Are you following me now? So, where do we find perfect faith? Is it something somebody has to bring to us? It's not something that somebody has to bring to us. Is it something that we have to just die to self and just strive to die to self in order to get perfect faith? No, it's not. Perfect faith is with you right now if you know it, you can speak it. If you can speak it, you can do it. God has not given you something that's Gnostic. How many know what Gnostic is? How many don't know what Gnostic is? Okay. Alright, so you've heard of the word agnostic and people are like, I'm agnostic. I'm not an atheist. I kind of believe it. Basically they're saying agnostic. Gnostic is hidden knowledge. So if you say, I'm agnostic, you're saying, I I don't have the hidden knowledge. I don't know about God. I'm not Gnostic. But then there's the the sect of the Gnostics. And it would be this. It's kind of like Freemasons, just as one example. You know, you go into one rank of the Freemasons and you get taught, taught one set of ceremonies and one secret handshake that gets you, you know. But then you, you rank up. And you get taught another secret handshake. And you get initiated into another level of mysteries. But don't share it with the lower level. And the lower level, don't share it with the outside. Because it's Gnostic. It's, it's knowledge that's meant to be hidden and only revealed to a special few. Okay? All so close to the truth, right? Because the revelation of God can only be received by God's children. But the revelation of God is not a hidden mystery. Okay? If you like, it's an open mystery. God never says, I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell anybody else. He says, I'm going to reveal something to you. Go shout it from the rooftops. We'll get into that in a second, okay? But it's not Gnostic. It's not a hidden knowledge only available to a certain few. It's given by God directly to a person in simplicity Uh, in repeatability and in actionability. Came up with some big words there. But let's have a look at what this means, okay? It's given to a person. 
alright? It's not given to a father for a son. It's not given to a husband for a wife. It's not given to a wife for a husband. It's given by God to you. Okay? Let's have a look at First John chapter 2. So there, we had some interesting time up in Wapperton. Uh, pray the Lord blesses them up there. And uh, how many of you met Sister Chipo? Wonderful sister, she's really nice. But she was she was talking about uh, Brother Amos in Zimbabwe, and he said uh, she remembers one time. He's got a big church, okay? One time brother came and he preached. And he preached, grace is over. It's finished, it's done. There's no more grace left. Okay? And she said, you know, brother Amos, he got up afterwards. And he said, I trust. He didn't rebuke the brother. He didn't tell him he was wrong. He said, I trust. And he spoke to his congregation. He said, I trust that God is with you enough that you can discern between right and wrong. And he left at that. Okay? It's an interesting approach to, to a false doctrine. Yeah? He just says, hey, you big people, you sort out the truth from the false. And then he left it at that. He says, I trust you. But here's what the Bible says. Verse 26. All right? These things have I written to you concerning them that seduced you. Okay? Them that seduce you. They've got doctrines. They're trying to direct you one way or another way. They're trying to get you away from God. Okay? It doesn't say don't listen to them. He says, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. He says, I don't need to teach you about it. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is true, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Yeah? He's like, hey, if you have a question about what's right and wrong, just get close to God, he'll sort it out. Yeah? Because the truth is, brothers and sisters, there's no man alive who can persuade you right from wrong. Okay? If God's not going to do it, I don't have much chance. Brother Don probably has a little better chance, but not too much better. Yeah, understand, if you don't have that connection with God, you're lost. I'm sorry. And if you have that connection with God, you're not lost. There's nothing that anyone can do. Because what you should be doing, every single meeting and every single time anybody stands up and preaches, you should just be listening. And you should be listening for the echo from heaven. Okay? For some of you, you just be like, oh wow, this is really alive and it just comes to you. Uh, and for some of you, it'll just be one thing that's like, oh wow, that's quite something. Uh, you know. I, I, for example, reading the Bible or listening to the Bible. 
And half the time, you know, I just go out, exercise and walk on I've heard that before and I've heard that before. Yeah, I remember that and I remember that and then ping! Oh, wow! I've never seen that before. Why? Because God is dropping something down in the scripture you've heard many times before and it just opens a little bit. He says, you don't have any need for any man to teach you because God himself wants to teach you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you whether you're big or small or, or, or black or white or male or female it's between you and God you understand? okay isn't that a wonderful thing? the revelation the word that is near you is personal to you okay so just have confidence in what God has given you because that's the route to perfect faith okay it's given individually from the lips of God to the heart of men and women. The word of God that is near you is simple. It's given in simplicity. It is clear to understand. And I think well, one of the most wonderful scriptures uh, that, that, that show that is Deuteronomy. Uh, we we'll go back there, 2929. I should have told you to keep your hands in there, but that's okay. It's uh, it's good to turn the pages of your Bible. All right. How oh, I love this scripture. I got it outlined in my Bible. You should outline it in your Bible. You don't have to, you know. Just listen to the echo from heaven. But uh, I think it's a good thing because here's what it says. It says the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. Alright? Amen? He said, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Uh, that's that's kind of easy to understand, alright? So, this is what it means. If there is something you don't understand, well, that's a secret from you. It belongs to God. Right? If there's something that you do understand that's not a secret, it belongs to you. You better do it. Does that, that make sense? Excuse me, is, it, is there a tissue up here? Have a, excuse me a second. There's one over here. Just have a... <coughs> an itchy nose, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. The secret thing. So... Uh, I, I remember, and, and I still have it at home, if anybody wants to look through it. I got sent a package from a brother in Africa. It was quite a thick package. And uh, the, the, the title of the package is, What the Bride Needs to Know Before She Can Go in the Rapture. So, you know, if you know this, you're okay. If you don't know this, you better read the package, right? <laughs> because otherwise you're not going in the rapture. I trust you can tell the truth from the false there. Alright? But what does the bride need to know before she goes in the rapture? Jesus Christ. And as much uh, of Jesus as he reveals to you, that's all you need to know. Okay? Do you need to know about the seven thunders? Do you need to know about the seven seals and just have it all lined up totally? Well, some people are going to need to know and the Lord will make it simple for them. Some people aren't need to, going to need to know and it will just be, I really don't understand this. 
it belongs to God in that case. If you understand it, it belongs to you. You see? Simplicity. Uh, we, we know Isaiah 35, he says, And a highway shall be there, and a way it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. Okay? If the kingdom of God isn't for the dumbest person on the world to be able to enter in, it's not for any of us. You, you understand? If there isn't a way for, for, for the, the most... Uh, the most you know, there are people that are born with cerebral palsy and all kinds of birth defects, alright? And if there isn't a way for God to enter those people into the kingdom of heaven in simplicity, there isn't a way for any of us to get in. You understand? And so it's just walking in the simple truth that God's unfolded to you, and anything that's not unfolded to you belongs to God. The word that is near you is the word of simplicity that God has unfolded to you. Okay? Next thing, it's repeatable. The word that God gives you is easy to speak. Okay? It's easy to speak. Uh, Matthew 10. Verse 27. Sending out his uh, disciples. And he says, What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in the light. And what you hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. If God tells you something, he tells you something to share it. Yeah? However big or small God has told you, it's told you, to share it. Uh, <laughs> For we cannot but speak the things that we have seen and heard. That was uh, Peter and John when the Pharisees tried to say, don't preach in Jesus' name anymore. And they said, well, you, you be the judge. We've seen things, we've heard things, we're going to tell people. Okay? We're not going to be quiet. Because the word that is near you is a word that you can share. And if it's not something that you can share in simplicity, it's probably not a word that God has given you. You understand? If you're starting to try and explain the seven seals and you're ending up here and you're over there and up here and down there, and well, maybe that's not a word in simplicity that God has given you. If you can share water baptism and say, look, look, Matthew, uh, you know, Jesus said Father, Son and Holy Ghost, but the disciples baptized in Jesus' name. And I'd rather, you know, they, they knew Jesus and, and that's how they did it. So they must have known something. That's an easy word to share. God has given you that to share, right? So these are the things that we can look and we can say, this is the word that's near you. And when you're doing these things and you're walking in the word that is near you, you are actually walking in perfect faith. Because the word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart and in the things that you do. 
And lastly, the word is actionable. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. They're not hard to keep. Okay? They're easy to keep. Alright? Well, (laughs) they're hard to keep and they're easy to keep. But really, they're easy to keep. Okay? There is the, well, what does the Bible say? Um, I, th- I think this is in Romans, but I'm not sure. If someone knows, shout out. He says, when you were walking in unrighteousness, what righteous acts, what pleasure did you have in the righteousness? You didn't have any. He says, now you're walking in righteous acts, what pleasure are you going to have in unrighteousness? Okay? So, it, it, it's hard and it's difficult but it's really, really easy. Uh, it's, it's like, well, you, you, you can look at me and you can tell that um, I don't eat and exercise the way I should because this is bigger than it should be. All right? And um, I, I watched a, a little motivational video by an actor uh, who said, you know what? I saw a guy who shouted at me, at me, you know, I want to be an actor just like you. He said, most people don't have the discipline it takes to, to fulfill what they want to do. He said, take for example, what you eat. Okay? He said, if you're not, well, the gist of it was, if you're not remembering your long-term goals, when you're faced with a donut, you will eat the donut and you will put short-term over long-term. Okay, so how easy is it to say no to a donut? It's the easiest thing in the world. Uh, But I can testify, brothers and sisters, sometimes the easiest thing in the world is the hardest thing in the world, to say no to that donut. You, You understand? It's just a matter of applying your mind and saying, you know what, I have a goal that goes beyond the short term. And in that moment, and I, I, think, I think they say, if I remember right, and I'm not sure exactly where I got this from, but if you can resist for, I think it's 15 seconds, you, you won the battle. Okay? Talking about, uh, you know, resisting the urge to smoke, resisting the urge to eat a donut. If you can resist for 15 seconds, your mind will go somewhere else. Because your mind pings around, well, my mind pings around everywhere. (laughs) Your mind might do as well. Okay? But most of us don't have the self-discipline to wait that 15 seconds. You know, we get to six and a half seconds and we're like, ah, I'm just going to have it. Okay? So, the same thing with this word of God and these commandments that he's given us. They are very actionable. They are not hard to do. It's just when we get to that point of decision, we don't dwell long enough to say, I have a goal of pleasing God that is more important than my need to shout at this person for what they did. Okay? And just wait that 15 seconds. Like your mother told you, count to 10. So that's kind of a good idea. Well, my mother told me to count to 10, but I had a bad temper. So... But you understand what I'm saying. It's easy, but it's hard. But all the things, the word that God has given you, 
the word that is near you is something that you can actually put into action in your life. If you just have a little self-discipline to, to remember, Lord, help me in this. Lord, help me in this. What was that story of the, 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 the brother that came to Brother Branham and said, Oh, Brother Branham, I've got a terrible, terrible temper. Would you help me with it? And he said, yeah. He said, brother, you need to stop losing your temper. <laughs> yeah? It's not something where you need to call down the fire and the prophet prays for you and the special anointing comes and then suddenly you have no more temper. But the things of your flesh are going to be with you and they're there to battle against you for you to overcome and you to gain these muscles of faith. Right? So what's perfect faith? What does perfect faith in action look like? Okay? Now understand, again, I'm drawing a line here, a fine line. I'm not saying don't do these things. Alright? Does perfect faith look like someone on their knees weeping and wailing and crying before God? Lord, send the anointing, send perfect faith, send the anointing, send perfect faith. Is that what perfect faith looks like? Well, maybe sometimes. But to be honest, perfect faith looks like someone breathing. It's just so natural. Because it's a word that's near you. It's not something you have to drag out. Or drag down from heaven. Or just beat yourself. You know how the monks used to beat themselves to try and get to that place? That's not the way to get to perfect faith. It looks like someone being baptized. That's what perfect faith looks like. Alright? It looks like someone... It looks like someone resting. Because the word is not far from you. The word is right by you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That's the word that God has given you to live in perfect faith. So I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask you to put up your hands, uh, and, and please do. Uh, how many people believe they're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ? Okay? Alright? And I believe everyone put up their hands. Okay? That is perfect faith. That is exactly perfect faith. Was that hard to do? Was that, was, that, uh, was that something you had to pray about and just, oh Lord, I'm well, you might have had to pray to get to that point, but now you're in that point, you're resting in perfect faith. Jesus Christ saved you. Amen? So you already have perfect faith. The word that is near you, the word that God has given you, the word that you understand, the word that you speak, and the word that you can put into action, even though sometimes you may struggle to put it into action. Alright? We know we're warring against the flesh. Okay? You're warring against yourself. You're struggling to put that word into action. But just the fact that you are struggling to put into action shows you have perfect faith because you know it's the right thing to do. You see? So don't get discouraged when we're talking about perfect faith. Because sometimes we look at it and we say, there's perfect faith up here and if only I could reach high enough. No. It's the word that's near you. It's the word that God has given you. 
It's not some secret mystery. It's just what God has given you. If it's a mystery, it's still God's. If you understand it, it's yours. Live in it. And this is the perfect faith that will see us to the rapture. Step by step by step, God unfolds a little bit more. He might unfold something different to me, to Brother Greg. He might unfold something different to Sister Natalie. He might unfold something different to Sister Michelle, to, to Brother David. And, 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 but what he's doing is he's building us in all different ways. And it's not going to be... Yeah, understand again, it's not going to be one revelation that we all suddenly have and we all, we all get this, um, you know, then they discover the, 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 the tape from 1965 that no one ever discovered before. And that's what's going to bring rapturing faith, some kind of secret sermon. It's not going to be that. The word is near us. And the word that God is working on you is the word, the perfect faith. When you walk in that, it's the perfect faith that God has given you. It's different from the word that he's working with me on and the perfect faith that I'm walking in. But the one revelation is Jesus Christ. You see? And we all have a portion of that and it's all a slightly different portion. Because otherwise we'd all end up looking like, I don't know, we'd all end up looking the same. God doesn't want us all the same. He wants us all as we are in Jesus Christ. The word that is near you. Does that, does that make sense? Okay. And that's what we're looking for and we're saying, Lord, let me live in perfect faith. Let me live in the word that is near me. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, if I, I thank you for being here tonight. I believe that this is of you and Lord, I pray if I've mangled anything or said anything the wrong way, that you'd let it come to the light and just uh, forgive me for anything that I've done wrong. Uh, but Lord, the word that, that is, is of you, Lord, let's sink into our hearts. Let us live in the word that's near to us. Because that's the perfect faith that you've given us to walk in. And it's not far from us up in heaven or deep over the sea, deep in the ground to have to struggle and strive for help us to live in the simple word that you've given us Lord help us to know if we don't understand it, it's not for us we don't have to understand it, we just have to walk in what you've given us to walk in perfect faith I ask these things in Jesus name Amen I'm near the chorus I think I've will walk in the light not walk in the light, the beautiful light, but we'll walk, walk, walk in the light. We'll walk, walk, walk in the light. We'll walk, walk, walk in the light. Walking in the light of God. Here, give us a key for that, sis. We'll That's a bit higher We'll walk, walk, walk In the light We'll walk, 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 walk In the light We'll walk, 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 walk In the light Walking in the light Of God It's a great thing to serve the Lord It's a great 
thing to serve the Lord. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Serving in the light of God. We'll walk, 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 walk in the light. We'll walk, walk, walk in the light. We'll walk, walk, walk in the light. Walking in the light of God. And just remember, the light that God has given you is the light that He wants you to walk in. Devil is desperately, desperately, desperately trying to get you to walk out of the light, to get you to walk a little ahead of where God is working and saying, "Oh, but you need to, you need to be a, a little more understanding of this mystery and that, and you'd be okay." Nah, you walk in the light that God has given you. He's trying to get you to walk a little back and saying, "Oh, you're not doing the things that God has shown you, and distract you, and put all these things in your mind that means that you know you eat the donut instead of waiting." And you're 15 seconds, and you okay? And then saying, stay back, stay back. You're not worthy to walk in the light. But God says, hey, you know, in this dark evil age, I got a little spotlight for you, and you're in the center of that spotlight, and no devil can touch you because you know the light burns the devils. Stay in the light, stay in the center of that light as you walk. Amen. And God will walk you right up to where He wants you to be. And we will walk in the light right up into the rapture. And it, you know what? And it, and, it, and it will be the most special thing in the world. But it's just going to be the most natural thing in the world. One day, we're going to get into the rapture and we'll be like, huh, that was kind of easy. I, I didn't expect it to be. I thought it would be something. And, and it will just be one step more. And we're just going to take one step like Enoch. And we're going to walk just from one step into another step. And we're like, well, well how? oh, I'm raptured. Yeah? Walk in the light. It's going to be that easy, folks. And everything that God has for you is already in you. And everything that God is doing with you, it's not far off. It's the word that is near you. The word you can understand. The word that's simple to you. The word that you can share with your brothers and sisters to encourage them. The word that you can share in the world to try and bring people to Jesus. And it's something that is actionable. It's the word that takes effect in your life. That's the word that's near you. That's the perfect faith that we walk in. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that chorus one more time. We'll walk in the light. We'll walk in the light. We'll walk in the light. Walking in the light of God It's a great thing to serve the Lord Oh, it's a great thing to serve the Lord It's a great thing to serve the Lord Serving in the light of God Amen. Brother Alfred, would you? Commit to the Lord in a word of prayer.